everybody. Uh, it's your old buddy, Steve Simonson again, and we're coming back with another podcast episode today, episode number 204, everybody. Uh, so all you have to do is go to awesomers.com slash 204 to see any show notes details or a dead link. You never know what you're going to find there. It could be nothing. It could be something wonderful. Uh, but I know you're going to enjoy this next guest. Uh, Ankit Jain is with me today, an old friend and uh, a generous party to join me and talk about this very important problem. Say hello, Ankit. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? There he is. So we're talking today about this topic of what happens when you run out of inventory. Can you re-rank? Is it even possible? And uh, before we kind of jump into the, the, the solutions or potential solutions, or maybe we, there are no solutions, let's just talk about, have you ever encountered this uh, yourself? Absolutely. Um, it happens more often than you know, you know, but obviously a, a part of a good business model is to never run out of inventory to the point that if you were actually supplying to Walmart and if you were out of stock, Walmart will actually give you chargebacks. They will charge you money to not ship them on time. That's how important having inventory is. Yeah, that's for sure. So, and, and again, uh, best efforts aside, we all will face it at one time or another, sometimes due to external challenges, right? Uh, COVID has taught Correct. us a lot of things about, uh, you know, as supply chain and unpredictability and, and so forth. You know, when your factories are shut down or the air freight goes up by 10 times or 20 times, <laughs> uh, all of those things can be uh, factors. So what happens if you run out of inventory? Should somebody do something? Let's assume that they've done everything they could to prevent it, but it happened anyway. When, they, when that happens and they don't have inventory for 30 days or perhaps beyond, or maybe there's different right. scenarios, what, what do you recommend, if anything, that they do? Right. So uh, when you run out of inventory, be it for two weeks or two months, the effects are relatively the same. Uh, about two years ago, what Amazon used to do, they, they used to remember the position, your ranking position, what it used to be before you ran out of inventory. And two years ago, the whole mantra used to be like, hey, turn off your listing, close off your listing as soon as you go down to zero, because sometimes stranded inventory will show up and you'll sell one or two, it will reduce your sales velocity and you will actually rank behind. That was two years ago. Mm. Since then, Amazon is kind of moving towards, in its own shape or form, a Walmart kind of model. If you run out of inventory, I'm going to penalize you. And that penalization is pretty much, I'm going to take you off the front page. So it's good for you if you don't go out of inventory. Now, let's just say you do run out of inventory. Um, how do you get back on top? Um, like anything else in launching and ranking, the sales are made towards the top search results, right? That everybody knows about. And the same mechanism of launching and ranking that applies for launching new products pretty much applies also to existing products running out of inventory. So uh, we manage a lot of uh, Amazon accounts. We have over $100 million in management of uh, several uh, eight-figure, seven-figure sellers. Um, and uh, what happens is when you are running out of inventory, it, and it just, you just come back, right? And you're not doing anything special. You just pull it back in. You, have not, you haven't increased PPC. You haven't done any giveaways, not you, you, you haven't tried to increase sales velocity, any shape or form. Then it will take you about four to six weeks to climb back up exactly where you were. Understand? Now, four to six weeks, it will, by, by, six week, by sixth week, you will come up on top, but you're, you can expect for the next six weeks, average your sales at 50% once you get out of inventory, right? That is a major issue. So go ahead. So just, I, I just want to jump in because one of the questions mm -hmm. is, so, you know, the, there's, there's varying opinions out here. Should you close your listing? Should you not close your listing? 
uh, you know, you talked about maybe two years ago that was effective, but today it's not so Correct. much. What, what's your current no. status of that? So closing the listing has no impact in your opinion. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore, frankly, because once your sales velocity is gone, it's just gone. And once you come back in, pretty much you start from scratch. Good news is you should, if you already have, if you're an established seller, if it's an established listing, you already have hundreds, if not thousands of reviews. So sooner or later, your product will automatically pick up. Now, if you're already an established brand, right? Let's just say you're a head and shoulder shampoo. You run out of stock, you come back in, you're gonna go straight back on top. The reason being, people search for you by name, right? So it, it is all like, you know, are you a branded product that is selling on Amazon? And if your brand is, has a good presence, even if you're just an Amazon brand, but people search for you by name, like TerraBread, right? People search for that TerraBread uh, mouthwash by name, right? And when they search mouthwash, they just buy it. Doesn't matter if it's portion 18. Right, right. So, so let me ask you it this. It depends let, where you are. What about the, the smaller sellers who have their own private label brand? They, they are not being searched necessarily by head and shoulders. Maybe they only have 50 or 100 reviews. Is it better for them to just re, relaunch the product or should they try to re-rank the current one? Um, so relaunch and re-rank, it is relatively similar, right? Unless I'm misunderstanding your question, Steve. No, I, I, I'm, I'm asking this basically you have your own opinions that I want to make sure get, right. uh, come, they come out. Right. So some people would say, oh, well, you know, it's so hard to re-rank versus um, a new product that you should just launch the new product get that so-called honeymoon period um, versus mm -hmm. trying to re-rank where you've got the penalty period, however you want to right. uh, phrase it. Right, right, right. What's so, your thoughts? Absolutely. Uh, that's a very good question. That's a very good question. It just depends how new your product was to begin with, even when it ran out of stock. You know what I mean? Now, if you have invested more than three, four months in it, you might as well create a new ASIN and ship it back in, right? If you only have 10 reviews or so, 12 reviews or so, then sure, launch it back completely fresh. That honeymoon period will give you a far better pump. Now, if you already have 100 reviews, now those 100 reviews are worth thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, right? So definitely don't relaunch something that you already have 100 reviews on, 50, 70, 80. We would definitely not recommend re relaunching it from scratch. Re-rank it, absolutely. The, so a launch process takes about two to three weeks. Uh, Re-ranking process uh, process will take about, it goes anywhere from three to six weeks. Depends yeah. on how aggressive the category is. And so as you look at those uh, variations, so you know we talked about the reviews and so forth, uh, those having some value. Mm -hmm. What about this idea? I know it's not consistent in every category these days, but uh, to do, do the relaunch as a variation to try to capture those, those master, you know, parent skew reviews. And, uh, again, just talking about some of the prevailing wisdom out there. Correct. Correct. So, uh, unless it actually falls into a variation aspect of it, right. Let's just say, uh, that there genuinely has been a color change, um, or something or the other. Now let's just say you've covered a new version of it, but, but it still falls into the size or color variation of Amazon. Um, kind of different, then you can relaunch it, right? Uh, you, you can add the variation, but, but if you try to get too tricky with it and your competitor reports you or Amazon catches on, they will shut down your account. At this point, Amazon is not playing around. We, we see a lot of suspensions that are floating around, a lot of warning letters floating around. And if you actually actually go back and pull up your report as a seller, which you can purchase in the black market, you will see that those infractions, they stay with you for years. Yeah, yeah Genuinely, not, not, nothing goes away. Generally, nothing goes away. So even if you get an infraction today, two years later, you do something else that is not related. It's like, hey, you did this in the past. This is like, you know, a repeat infraction kind of, and, and what you do today could be so little compared to what you might do 
two years later, but, but they will use this previous one, use it to suspend you in future permanently. Yeah, because it's all context. I mean, there, there's some it's upsides and downsides to that, assuming they correct, suspended correct, correct. you correctly the first time. Um, now, uh, for my own uh, input here, I would say that hmm. in the past we have had, uh, you know, let's say the, the 2019 version is gone and now the 2020 version is coming out. Maybe the Correct. size and the color are the same, but there's some other uh, new, you know, like uh, uh, cars, you know, you got the new edition. Right. And if the old right. edition goes away, then there's less Correct. potential for conflict. Do you agree with that premise of at least that might be a little bit uh, safer? It is, uh, it is safer than the rest. You're right. It is safer, right? As long as you're not making too many changes to it, you're not making, um, if it's similar, like, and the old listing is not live anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then exactly. Amazon doesn't necessarily catch on. Technically, is it violating the TOS? Technically, technically, if somebody really hates you, they will take you down for it, you know, but that is one out of, like, you know, a thousand chance. The key for me is what does Amazon want, right? We ask this question all the time and <laughs> what they want is a bunch of products on the website that are unique. So if you just go right. make a, an account or multiple accounts selling the same item, you're really working against what Amazon wants. So uh, don't do what Amazon doesn't want you to do. Now let, let's talk. So we've, we've ran out of inventory. We're out of stock for 45 days, let's say. Mm-hmm. And we've got a listing, let's say it's got the 100 reviews that, that uh, in right. your equation mean, yeah, we should re-rank this, not relaunch this. Absolutely. And then Absolutely. what does a re-ranking campaign look like? Uh, you know, uh, if somebody calls you and they say, you know, Ankit, I'm, I'm desperate here. This is, this is killing me. Uh, what sense of process do you take them through? So there are a couple of different ways to re-rank the product. Depends if you have a brand, if you have an audience, right? That, that, that you can reach out to your existing and be like, hey, go purchase my product on Amazon. You know what I mean? You can tell them, be like, hey, you, 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 let's just say your brand is ABC Planners, right? Like, hey, I'm ABC Planners here again. I ran out of stock there. I've been de-ranked in Amazon. Come help me. You know what I mean? Please go search for this, find our product and buy it, right? You can absolutely tell your customers, your own audience to do this. There's no harm, no foul in that, right? Now, if you start giving refunds and refunds for reviews and everything, that's where the gray and black area starts, right? Um, also, a very good, simple white hat way that you want to do this, and Amazon absolutely loves this. And if you already have a product that was ranking on number one, right, in the past, number one, two, three positions, and you just slip down to 30, this is the best way to do it. A clean white hat way, just aggressive PPC. Okay a good aggressive PPC technique. Now, don't just do it for the main keyword, right? I'm assuming your PPC campaigns are optimized. Even if they're not optimized, what you wanna do is you wanna find 30 supporting keywords and blast them all. Where Amazon is making relations between those 30, 60, like, you know, keywords, they're like, hey, these are all related in some context, right? So in context mapping, you know, attack all of those keywords aggressively and broad phrase, uh, would exact, definitely, exact highly, right? And then you kind of get to the phrase part of it, broad part of it, and keep revising. Yeah, so, so just to try to paint a picture, one of the things that I try mm -hmm. to share with sellers is, you know, they, they see the forest and they want the big trees, right? They see that big oak right. tree, but they don't know Correct. that the roots are what make that oak tree grow, right? And, and all right. of those different key words, the, the so-called right. long tail, those are the roots. Right. And they're much easier to rank on. And the more right. you rank, the more that tree grows into that mighty oak. Correct. Is that a fair analogy, metaphor? That's a perfect, that, 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 that's, a, that's a very good analogy. In fact, when we recommend launching and ranking a product, 
we suggest targeting this longer tail keywords first. So we do it in three phases, right? So long tail, like the really long ones, your search volume only might be 100, 200, 500, even just 1,000, right? Those you want to go after first. Then, then, then you kind of move into 3,000 to 5,000 phase. Then you want to kind of move into the last one where you're going from 10 to 20,000 search volume or 50,000, 100,000, right? You want to build up to it because what happens is once you're ranking on that 100 to 500, 100 to 1,000, 1,000 to 3,000 keywords, you're automatically building your relevancy for the 10,000, 15,000, 50,000 search volume keywords. Yeah, and, and then it's, it's much like easier and cheaper blocks. to rank. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. So what, what's your opinion about this? So uh, there's a, a lot of, uh, I would say, varying uh, opinions out there. But what impact, if any, does running out of stock have on your PPC when it comes to the, the cost per click or the you know, cost per engagement? Do you see an effect when you've run out of inventory? When you come back, can you just start spending at the same level and get the same ROAS? You can, you can. So as long as you have established campaigns already, it actually remembers how you how you convert for those particular keywords because that's actually the memory of your ex existing campaigns. So that actually stays is what we've noticed. Now, if you start, let's just say, you're, uh, I'll give you a perfect example, but where, let's just say you're driving your audience over to Amazon for certain keywords, right? And you say, hey, go search for this keyword, buy me. You're nowhere on page one, two, three. So you're, all your audiences are just clicking on your Amazon ads and they are purchasing. What ends up happening is when they click on your ad and purchase, your PPC will go down from 350 per click to 340, to 330, to 320, 310, 270 in fact, right? Depending on how relevant you are. And while the competition is still spending 350, Amazon will give you cheaper clicks because people are buying for that particular keyword, right? So, so, so that absolutely stays and in an existing campaign. If you have a full history built in of one, two years and all that stuff, then that those CPC actually stay unless until you, uh, unless you're heading peak season or something, you know, yeah, it yeah. should be so, similar. So that's, um, I think that's an important concept that you've outlined. You've mentioned search find by a couple of times, uh, maybe just talk <laughs> about that. Uh, you, you've <laughs> alluded to it, but without uh, being right on top of it, can you just, uh, elaborate why, uh, that, that concept of searching for something and then taking an action is important to Amazon? Because it's an organic search find by. See, I mean, let's just say you have an audience. You're, you're, you're ABC planners. Your audience is on your emails from your website. Your audience is on your messenger and everything. And you're telling your customers, hey, go to Amazon, search for this, and please purchase our products, right? Amazon, the way they see it, they're like, hey, you're bringing more customers to my website, right? You're not giving any incentive. Let's just say you're not giving the incentive here, right, for this discussion. And uh, whenever they click on something, right, and they on, on a search keyword and they look find your product and they click on buy it, it again builds relevancy. Amazon's like, okay, this product belongs with this keyword. I'm seeing a lot of sales for this keyword. It's just, everything is just simply context, right? So, and how relevant it is. So like, okay, this is contextual, this is relevant. And Amazon simply decides if a product is relevant for a keyword is basically if you sell for it or not. You know, there's always add to cart as well, but the bigger decider at the end of the day still is still, did you purchase for that keyword or not? Right, right. Now it makes perfect sense. Amazon looks at all of these indicators of, did the customer find what they want, right? And it, it goes from, from the full conversion and sale all the way upstream uh, on some level. Now, so the, the folks that, that basically would, would argue that, that the pay-per-click is tracking uh, individual periods of time, seven days, 14 days, 30 days, and, and your, your times have been destroyed by being out of stock because you don't have any of those positive conversion rankings or positive conversion metrics. Right. 
that that should, uh, in fact, uh, or likely drives up the ACOS because they don't have all of those um, positive metrics. What, what's your thoughts on that? So the campaigns turn off, right? And mm -hmm. the spending and the PPC stays in the memory. Now, unless somebody else is bidding up much higher, if you now, if you take the next 30 days from when you come into stock, and let's just say, even if you need to bid a little bit higher for the first two, three, four days, you will see over the next 30 days, the cost average is out. Gotcha. Over the next, now here's also a thing that this is where it separates the, like you know, the, 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 the pro sellers from amateur sellers, because uh, amateur sellers, they, they, they tend to be afraid because they're not familiar with the system, right? So what ends up happening is like, you know, a pro seller, when they go out of stock, I'm like, okay, it's okay. I will run at 200% ACOS for the next five days. And that's okay by me, you know, on certain keywords and not on all keywords, please don't get me wrong. On certain keywords, I will run at 200% ACOS. And my overall ACOS for the account might be at 50% instead of 10%. And for that, I'm okay for the next five days to build that relevancy up again. So that's somewhere where amateurs and pro get separated Right, because the pros are like, okay, I was out of stock. I gotta pay the penalty. This is just the price I gotta pay to be on top. Because they look at that big 30-day, 60-day, the next 90-day window. I'm back in stock. How much money I'm gonna make in the next 90 days? They don't yeah. look at it like, okay, I wanna spend less now. Then I'll just get 50% sale for the next six weeks, and I'll climb up. So if you actually do the math, it pays to pay for that penalty upfront in five days and just write out that sales velocity for the next three months. Well, that's, that really is uh, appropriate for a kind of a real estate analogy, right? If you want to be on Main Street where all the traffic is, you got to buy your way back to that real estate. Otherwise, you're on the Correct. side streets that nobody may ever find you, right? Correct. Boy, I can just, uh, I'm just killing it with these metaphors, Ankit. Can you believe this? <laughs> this is not my thing. Okay, so we, we've talked about the, the problem. We've talked about, you know, obviously prevention uh, to some extent. Right. Like, uh, don't run out of stock, but it happens. Correct. Um, and Correct. we've talked about the solution. Essentially, you're going to run a re-ranking campaign that looks remarkably Correct. similar to a ranking campaign, except Correct. it's going to take a little longer because of you, you have no, it's the inverse honeymoon effect, right? It's the opposite Correct. of a honeymoon Correct. effect. You got a penalty Correct. phase. Correct. Uh, so if, if somebody showed up with you and they said, hey, I have this problem. I ran out of stock for 45 days, 60 days, whatever it was. And would you, is there any key takeaway that you would just share with them? Uh... Well, uh, what we just discussed now in terms of the, 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 the best solution you can do on your own without getting too technical about it, go heavy on PPC where you used to be relevant. If you were already ranking in certain places, just go heavy on those keywords and don't be afraid to spend for the first week. You know, it's okay to be 200% ACOS on your five primary keywords that, that, that money's going to come back to you in week three, week four. Yeah, the profitability on those, that first time period is less important than the big picture. Correct. After what Correct. period of time should somebody know if the wind's blowing the right way? I would say in about a week or so. You should okay. see definitely upward movement and everything. Now, the challenge is not even running out of stock and trying to rank it back up. Sometimes people used to be ranking number one, two, three for a keyword. And over the last six, eight months, they have automatically been down to 12, 15, 18, 20, 25. That is a much tougher thing to rank up rather than just going out of stock and coming back. So they just say, if you, before you went out of stock, you were still in the top three positions. You were highly relevant to begin with. You go into the heavy PPC campaign, the customer will see you again because you have the same exact value, propos value proposition you had before you went out of stock. So you're still very relevant for that keyword. But what happens is many people, they, over time, six, eight months, 12 months, they didn't keep track of it. They've just been going slowly, slowly riding down that ranking chain. Those people are harder to rank. Those ASINs are harder to rank. The reason being, 
slowly over time, your product has become irrelevant for that keyword. Could be price, could be color, could be quality, could be reviews, could be any number of things, right? So, 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 so that's a much tougher hill to climb. Right. So again, context matters. We're talking primarily about running out of stock. If you have just uh, uh, rank faded over time, then that's a whole nother coat of paint. And, whole separate issue. Yeah. Whole separate uh, issue. And price does matter. Even on a re-rank, I, I think, you know, being uh, um, cognizant of your price and, and taking the Correct. steps. So uh, on Kit, uh, where can they, where can people find you? What, what's uh, types of services and so forth do you offer out there? So we offer a bunch of different services, uh, some of them being like, you know, we manage fully um, a full brand management for Amazon accounts. We only take on accounts that are doing at least $2 million and up. And we charge a simple flat 5% fee because, uh, and we, the type of service we provide, we have Ivy League graduates working here. We have ex-Amazonians working here. So for example, we have L7s from Amazon who were running a 2,000 people team before at Amazon, now they work for us. For example, our PPC manager was an L5 at Amazon and he used to run $3 million a day campaigns at Amazon. Now I wanna say this again, not $3 million a month, not $3 million a year, $3 million a day, only in spend, generating $100 million in revenue. He used to get handwritten thank you notes from Apple, GoPro, and everybody else, like thank you for taking care of us this Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. Nice. You know, no, 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 no. these are the kind of people who are working on our team. So hence the little bit of charge. We also do simple PPC management but it starts at $15,000 a month simply because of the tools and everything that we employ. We have our in-house software. We actually don't use uh, outside automated software. We only do our own in-house software and uh, that we have developed our software development team and with these high level PPC experts. Then we also do something uh, unique where we actually rank your product for your keywords on Google. Mm -hmm. This is something that a lot of people are not on, right? But something that you wanna consider if you're ranking on top on Amazon, some people are also searching for the same product on Google, right? And when people are searching on Google, Etsy can be ranking above you, Home Depot can be ranking above you, or the same category of Amazon can be ranking above your race, right? So you really want to capture that as well. And the last service that we offer that goes hot in demand um, as we are getting into this, actually it's hot in demand all year wrong, but we, are, we see it again during holiday season, is a launch and rank service. So where people actually come into us and they're like, hey, we want to launch this product, re-rank this product on these five keywords, something to exactly what you are discussing. And that service goes for about 2000 per ASIN. Gotcha. And for that, we are running your Facebook ads, managing your complete audiences, managing full ads, and of course, a whole different level of stuff that I obviously cannot discuss publicly here, but. Of course, of course. <laughs> I, think the, I, I think the smart ones are getting the idea for what it is, but, 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 but a very one-on-one -on -one approach. Uh, any of your audiences that we are engaging with, they're all engaged with the person, not just the bot. We believe that bots are a poor substitute for human beings. So having a live person to assist a person through the bot is very important because everybody's out there teaching bots, 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 but you don't see the stats is, 50% of the people get lost after clicking getting into the bot. Doesn't matter how simple you get, 50% are just lost at the first step. And that's okay, everybody's busy with their lives. You know? like, like, like somebody's picking up their kids as they're getting out of the car, somebody's watching a TV show, somebody's, they're, they're, everybody's multitasking. So somebody, a human needs to be there like, hey, can I help you with something? You click this, you couldn't find out, and that communication needs to be live. So, so that's something that we do while we are launching and ranking a product. Before they even go to Amazon, they're having live conversations with your audiences. Fascinating. That's very interesting. Yeah. And what, what website could they uh, find all this, uh, all these goodies at? So we've been operating with a lot of it as uh, just word of mouth. 
Because okay. um, again, the, the the circles that we operate is it's, it's a multi-million dollar seller network, and it's just like people like you, Steve, and like you know, and, and just just how we know each other over handshakes and conferences right. and everything. Yeah. Um, if they if you do want to get in touch with us, please uh, shoot us an email at amz at shopunkit.com. It's A as in Apple, M as in Mary, Z as in Zebra at S H O P and my first name A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, K as in Kite. I as an Ari and T as in Tom.com. So yep. AMZ at shopunkit.com. Excellent. And well, our main I, company website is houseupunkit.com where we have uh, several divisions in our company because we actually do quite a bit more than just Amazon brand management. So, you know. Yeah, well, I know you guys, uh, your experience and your reach and uh, so forth is uh, legendary. So I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Uh, and it really is, you know, these. the point is there's hope, right? You right. lose your ranking, there's hope. You just kind of got to right. start from scratch, maybe pay some, uh, pay the penalty, the lumps, uh, but correct, hope, correct, is, correct. hope is there. Yeah. Good man. It, it absolutely is there. If you know your numbers, you know how to run your business, you know, trust the Excel sheets over your guts. Day one, I tell a lot of people, because like, we come across a lot of smaller sellers. And the reason we've said the minimum of $2 million for the accounts we manage, we find that the million dollar sellers, $2 million, $5 million. If you're just a one or two man operation, sometimes it's really hard to, teach people to run their business by the numbers rather than just emotion. Be like, yeah, hey, I spent $50 extra and actually I'm like, it's really not that much. You know, you, you, you made extra 5,000 today. We, we don't have to discuss $50, you know, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it is, uh, you know, it, it's a, um, it's something that you learn over time, right? When, the, right. when you're first right. going into business, your very first order, I remember my first Correct. container, I was terrified to order my first <laughs> container. And a container now is a rounding error, right? It's like, oh, did we get uh, an extra one or an extra uh, 10? Who cares? Uh, let's just keep moving. Uh, uh, so, yeah. yeah Steve, I, Steve, you're making me nostalgic think, thinking, man, having me think about my, my first container. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a big deal, right? And so anybody no, no, I know these along that journey, you know, everybody kind of gets cut their it. uh their positions uh sussed out but listen again thanks for taking the time i know it's uh no problem uh, really uh you know something that is valuable to the community out there and i appreciate it awesomers you guys have been listening to episode number 204 so awesomers.com slash 204 i'll put uh Ankit's, um email out there and and a couple of the little things eventually uh but thanks for joining us again Ankit. Okay. and until next time awesomers we'll see you then thanks right. everybody thanks everybody